0: All right, Baldy, let's uh, let's shift gears and talk about some of these games mm-hmm. and, and some different perspectives. Before okay. we do, I've got to ask you, though, because it's still an ongoing situation with, with DeMar Hamlin. Um, as we know, he's improving. I don't know what that means. We're not going to play doctors here, but we feel like that's good information from the Bills. I think yep. his father spoke. But I want to ask you from the league standpoint, because this is the big question now. Do you play this game, Baldy? Can you play this game? And if so, we've got like six scenarios that the league's looking at to push some of these games, to to maybe, you know, have the number one seeds, get an extra week off. There's a lot at stake here. Does the league need to play this this game and make it up?
1: I don't – the answer is I don't know. I don't know, Carl. I know that I've read all the possible scenarios, how they could squeeze that week, push everything back they could squeeze the week between the Super Bowl and make it a one week, which they have done in the past. I don't see that happening. I just don't. There's just too much going on. Uh, I think it's going to be difficult. Uh, I do like the fact that the league has placed the priority of DeMar in front of everything else. I think that's been a healthy thing yeah. for the fans and the players. I, I I do think that was the right decision. I don't know. Like, so then it becomes, okay, is is it competitive? Is it a f- even playing field, Nick? If if they try to play the game, and that means you know these teams are going to probably play two games in you know a short amount of time. That's not really very fair. Uh, so I don't. I, I kind of feel like then then if Kansas City wins this weekend, do they just become the number one seed and Cincinnati and Buffalo don't get that chance? That's not fair. Right. It's not fair to the fans. It's not fair to the team. I don't know what the answer is right now, Carl. I mean, I've I've gone around and around like a lot of people have. We've we've kind of chopped it up and everything, but I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if you have – if you think there's a a possible solution to this. I just –
0: I've gone back and forth. I'll be honest. The other night when this all played out, first of all, these are two separate scenarios – In the moment of canceling and and postponing that game, they had no other choice, right? That was the right decision. That was right decision. In in that moment. But now that you get past that and you know that, you know, DeMar is fighting and and we are praying and we're hoping the best for that, you still have a scenario that these teams need a fair and equitable chance Mm -hmm. to compete for the number one seed. Yeah. Yeah. I've said all along, Baldy, you know, if Buffalo gets that one seed, I think they're going to the Super Bowl. I've said that. I think it, yes. it gives them a, a really advantage of um, advantage to, to advance. If that one seed goes to, to Kansas City, you know, Patrick Mahomes, he's been at home for all these playoff runs. He hasn't had to leave Kansas City. So does that change my mindset about the Chiefs having to maybe go on the road if they're not the number one seed? And I just think if you're talking about, something the NFL presses, which is we are going to have a a, a fair and balanced schedule for everybody to play the same amount of games. And then those results will determine what we do. I think you just have to find a way to push this game, not this week, but maybe next and get it in. And if you don't do that and you do the no contest thing and you just go on the winning percentages, to me, that's the next best thing. But I just will tell you, and you know this, However this shakes out, whoever gets to the Super Bowl, every fan base that didn't have a shot to get that number one seed, Bengals,
1: Bills, they're They're going to Yes. Look, uh, I remember when the Eagles won five years ago, they had the number one seed. And Howie Rosemary, the general manager, Doug Peterson the head coach. Like their whole thing was let's get the the number one seed's important. It's really we want home playoff games. And I don't think the Eagles would have won. The Super Bowl, if they didn't have the number one seed. And we've always said you got to let things be decided between the white lines on the field. Yeah. On everything. You know, nobody would know that Brock Purdy could play if he never got that chance. You got to decide it on the field. I understand the circumstances are the circumstances. We've never seen anything like this. I still believe that games have to be decided and teams have to play. To, to make this decision. And look, you know, the game had as much meaning, just the game, as any game played this year. So much was riding on. Um, Cincinnati could have ended up being the number one seed. So uh, they, I, I feel like they have to find a way to play that game, Carl.
0: I do too. Cincinnati clinches the AFC North title with the win or tie versus Buffalo. That was one. But the idea that they could also be the number one overall seed – We will see what the NFL does. Guys, these are questions that are bigger than Baldy and I. We're just giving you our thoughts about it from the people we talk to. But at the end of the day, this is above what they say, above our pay grade. All right. In the huddle, Brian Balding and Carl Dukes with you. Let's talk about Patriots. Patriots at Buffalo. Now, we know week 18 games are going to happen. Speaking of what we're just talking about, I I don't know where Buffalo's head is going to be, Baldy. I don't know mentally where half of this roster, if not all of this roster, that's going to be dressed out on Sunday where they're going to be. Now, fair or unfair, New England's playing for a chance to get into the playoffs. Yeah. What's going to happen here?
1: Well, look, let me just in general say this, Carl. Everybody grieves differently. And you have to allow people. I don't care if it's the the death to your grandmother, somebody close to you, Damar Hamlin. Everybody has that right to, to, to internalize that that loss their own way. Some players, it's cathartic to go back to practice. And sure. to kind of, for three hours, let's put this out of our mind, we'll come right back to our vigil and what we feel about our teammate. And some just won't be able to do it. They mentally won't be able to do it. Um, and that's, that's not – nobody can criticize that. So <clears> – <throat> I do think it's gonna be an issue. Now, I understand they went back to practice yesterday, and who knows and walked through. I I, I trust John McDermott's the head of the family. He sits at the table. He is a great leader. Um, but it is gonna to be tough. Now, the Patriots they do things now. They've scored seven defensive touchdowns this year, Carl. It's a team record, it's the most in the league. Um, Kyle Duggar has scored three himself. Mm. Like defensively, they can get after the quarterback, they can take the ball away. I mean, they do a lot of things that make life difficult for you. Offensively, they're trying to get the ball down the field to Taequann Thornton. They're trying to get some explosive plays. They're kind of like watching paint dry, you know, watch that offense. It's just not – there's just not a lot of juice there. Even the owner has kind of said, "Yeah, I don't know about this structure, this offense coordinator thing and how it's going. I mean, he's not happy with it. So uh, – but – and so you you kind of can see – how this thing, even if it's in Buffalo, you know, it's in Buffalo, the Patriots with everything to play for, like I, you're gonna get their best effort. And whatever Buffalo puts out there is what they can muster up at this point. Dolphins are gonna start Skyler Thompson. Some of you are right now are
0: going, who? Uh, they signed him, they signed Mike Lennon. You got Bridgewater hurt, obviously to a concussion protocol. I'm looking at this game, Jets at Dolphins. Jets are out, guys, right? But for the Dolphins, you're going, all right, what, 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 what do you get here? And even if they win, Baldy, we've had this conversation. Do we even see Tua, even if they get in the playoffs?
1: I mean, I'm doing the game, Carl, on Sunday, uh, Hard Rock Stadium, and we're going to be scoreboard watching. We're going to be watching you know, all the 1 o'clock games, Buffalo and New England. You know, we're all going to – everybody's going to be watching. Uh, Scholar Thompson played, you know, he played great in preseason. He yeah. played a little bit last week. Uh, you know, against the Patriots. I mean, outside of Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, uh, on a K they've combined for 15 touchdowns. Outside of, you know, putting up fantastic stats, what is exciting about this offense? I mean, it's, I don't care who's running it. I mean, they've they've lost five in a row. Defensively, um, they're without a lot of key players, Adrian Howard and uh you know bradley chubb etc but you know they haven't really just shut teams down i mean i can see the jets i know you know their quarterback situation is a mess mike white will start uh they haven't played well in five weeks either i mean uh, you know it might come down to whoever has the ball last or whoever makes the fewest mistakes like who doesn't give up the pick six in this game you know that might just come down to the sauce gardener take skylar thompson to the house and give the jets a win i mean i feel like it's going to be in the hands of the defenses that's going to decide this outcome and probably it might even be defenses outscoring the offense in this game.
0: I talked to an executive Baldy um about the dolphin situation and I had one question for him and then it turned into a as you know these things they turn into a 30 minute conversation. Yeah. And my question was do you go get a quarterback with two of circumstances. Yeah. I, I'm not dogging Tua out. We've had these discussions all year long about where the Dolphins are, when he's on his game, how good they look. But with all, these, all of these concussions now, and you you look at your team and how your team is built, and when healthy, it's a good defense. You wouldn't prove the offensive line. This is supposed to be a, a team that's ascending towards, hey, we're going to be challenging for this AFC championship thing. And he said flat out, I got to go get a quarterback. This executive said, look, I got to go get a quarterback. And I said, do you draft one or do you go get one in free agency? And he said, it doesn't matter. I'm looking at that quarterback room right now, and I'm going, there's more of a chance that he won't be able to play than he will be able to. And therefore, I've got to cover myself. And I said, well, does that mean a quarterback competition? And so we're talking about this, and I'm curious to know what you think. And he said, look, you come back next year, and if Tua passes all of the health protocols, he's your guy but I cannot go into another season knowing that I could lose him for weeks at a time because of this history. Now he—he just says, this is just smart football. This is, yeah. I have to do this. Where are you at on this with Tua? I'm do you, with the,
1: I'm with you, the executive. Um, look, we all love Tua. We, we love what he stands for. We love the way he competes, all that. I mean, he's still the, the highest rated quarterback in this league. But, um, but there's an injury history at Alabama. There's an injury history at Miami, and now there's these concussions, which are scary. And so I don't think that you can say, well, if we get 15 games, let's just say, you know, they're sitting around the round table and go, okay, can, can we get 15 games out of tour? Maybe you can, but still, the that's what you're. That's where the discussion starts. Can we get 15 games out of tour right now? And if that's your, if that's where you're leaning, and that's what you're hoping for that's not that's not good enough it's you I I think they have to whether it's you know Derek Carr whether it's you know the rookie you know pool here pick a guy I don't know um you you I think you have to start planning for the future at that position certainly too you can keep him on the roster he's under contract all that stuff yeah but uh I think you have to start preparing for the future The other thing, Baldy, that this executive said to me, and then I want to ask you about the Browns
0: at Steelers because Mike Tomlin has done done an amazing job. Amazing. He was saying that the concern for him would be that these concussions that have happened, these haven't been monstrous hits. It's not like when you were in the league and guys are blindsiding quarterbacks. He said these hits are like you tackle him and then his head hits the back of the turf and he's got a concussion. Yeah. And so he was like, these are not – direct poundings that he's taking. These are almost fluky kind of deals, which is even more concerning because, oh, I hit my head and now yeah. I've got a concussion.
1: You know, I, I, everybody, um, look, I, I, I'm best friends with Ron Jaworski, he played 17 years. He took those type of hits you're describing from LT and everybody yeah. else, and he's fine. They don't even know if he had a concussion. Um, everybody uh, has a different tolerance level for these things. I mean, everybody's body's different. Everybody's head's different. Some people are just more susceptible to them, And what that executive is saying is probably spot on. Like, you know, I see Aaron Rodgers, when he gets hit, his head hits the turf, I don't see concussions. You know, with Tua, you know, maybe that's just the way the cranium, you know, yeah. uh, and the brain sits inside the cranium and the whiplash. It's just different. And so you have to factor this in long term um, or just into this offseason that you have to prepare as if something could happen.
0: Let's talk about the Steelers in the huddle, guys. It's our podcast. We come out Tuesdays, Thursdays. Subscribe, like us, and uh, we are going to get all over the playoffs. I cannot wait to see what this playoff picture is going to look like. Now, we have an idea, but some things need to play out in Week 18. Let's talk about Mike Tomlin. Mike T is amazing. Yep. Um, and, And, you know, you can say all that you want, but he's never had a losing season and we go into the final week of the season where the Browns are at the Steelers, and here he is once again with a rookie quarterback and maybe not having a losing season. And I just look at this and I go, this is pretty amazing, Baldy. I mean, it just is. 16 years
1: and you haven't had
0: a losing season? Think about all the organizations that have gone through coach after coach after coach after coach after coach. And this guy just finds a way. Now, he had big men for a long time. Is this his best coaching year, considering all the, the things that are ha- have happened and the fact that they may not have a losing season on Sunday?
1: I think so. I think it is. You know I, I was in Latrobe this summer, Carl, and um, I just happened to, you know, go to practice one day, and I saw Mike before the practice. He's like, Baldy, you picked a good day. We're getting <laughs> after it today. Every drill is live. Every drill, is, we're, we're getting after it. So I watched Mike Tomlin run this practice, Carl. And I I started texting and a buddy of mine is the assistant GM. So we're watching practice together. He gave me like a, a coach's pass, go anywhere you want to go, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I started texting friends saying, I haven't seen a practice like this since I played. Like the 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 amount of I mean, I'm watching TJ Watt making tackles on Najee Harris on his knees, grabbing his leg like it's game day. And I'm only saying this. I mean, I, not that Andy Reid doesn't do these kind of practices. Or, sure. You know, but I'm just watching this. And I'm just watching Mike coach. And I go, this is what coaching is. He's a motivator. He's an innovator. Like he's pressing buttons. He's evaluating Jalen Warren and, you know, some of these young guys that are now playing for him. And he's challenging them in ways that that's what coaching should be. And so he is – On top of everything, uh, the running game is coming along. It was awful the first three quarters of the season. I can just imagine halftime when they were down 13-3 to the Ravens in Baltimore on Sunday night challenging Cam Hayward and T.J. Watt you know, and Minka Fitzpatrick going, we ain't winning it if you don't shut these guys out, like that kind of thing. And they responded. They had a great second half defensively. Baltimore didn't get a sniff. They didn't give up anything. They took the ball away. Uh, and the rookie quarterback for the second week in a row takes the team down the field to win the game, uh, you know, with, with the clock ticking. it. I think it's his best job, Carl. I really I do. do and I- if they take care of business against Cleveland, I don't know that I want to see the Steelers uh, in the playoffs. I just don't, you know, I don't care what, who they play and where they go. I don't know that I want to see this team.
0: Yeah, I, I, and the thing too about Mike Tomlin, and, and listen, we criticize all these guys when we talk about in-game decisions or clock management. Yeah. But, but this is what I love about him, and 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 I can go back, and and I said this on my show, Baldy. You can go back 16 years from the time he got the job at a very young age, by the way. Oh yeah. He handles situations perfectly.
1: Yeah.
0: He just. Whether it's about a player, all the Antonio Brown crap. Yeah. Never threw him under the bus. Just handled it behind the scenes and then moved on, right? We got rid of him. We got to move on. They took a $28 million cap hit or whatever it was at the time, and people go, this guy's crazy. Who does that? You have to know the inner makings of your team, the the inner workings of your team. And I just feel like if there's a guy who has the pulse of his team and the players, it's Mike Tomlin. And and I agree. I'm just pumping him up because, first of all, you know the reality is african american coaches don't get these opportunities especially at the age that he got it especially at a, a, a with the steelers the the rooney's trusted him to say this is the guy and he's done nothing but prove it yeah. like that's that that needs to be acknowledged and and i would hope that it would open up other doors for other guys but the fact of the matter is i have to judge mike Tomlin on what he's done and i just said he's been amazing man
1: he's yeah. been amazing he's, he's i mean if you want to rank the coaches in any order you know, top to bottom, head coaches. You know, he's in your top three. Period. You know, how you want to throw Belichick? You I mean whoever you want to put up there? He's in the top three coaches. Uh, Just the consistency uh, over the period of time. um, All those, all, all the different factors. You know, and then just a consistent winning. Like we've never seen anything like it. You know, quite honestly.
0: Yeah, it's great, Baldy. All right, I want to ask you about Lions Packers before we get out of here, guys. Next week, we'll figure some things out uh, this weekend, and then we're all about looking at the playoffs. We'll be breaking down all the games for you. We'll be bringing you the inside information on these games because we can get much more specific with these playoff games because there's just more at stake uh, than the week-to-week. But let's talk about Lions and Packers. Packers have won what, four straight? Four straight. They've gotten four turnovers in each of the last weeks, right? The last two weeks, four turnovers, and then four right. turnovers. Has that been the difference? What are you seeing with this team that has given them the ability to now have people believing that maybe they can make a run in the playoffs if they win this weekend? This is a playoff game, guys. Lions and Packers is a playoff game this weekend.
1: Well, I saw the Eagles run for 350 yards against the Packers, you know, uh, five, six weeks ago, and it was as bad a defense as I've seen in the league. Last week, Jair Alexander said, Justin Jefferson – I'm going, to, I'm going to follow you to the bathroom. I'm going to follow you to the sideline. I'm going to pour Gatorade for you. I'm not leaving your site. And him, along with the game plan, shut Justin Jefferson down. And then all of a sudden, the defensive line, Kenny Clark, Preston Smith, they, they, they woke up. They played great defensively two weeks in a row now. Shut the, the Dolphins out the week before in the second half. Uh, shut Minnesota down all, all game long. But to me, the pulse of this team, I know Aaron Rodgers is who Aaron Rodgers is. To me, Aaron Jones is the MVP of this whole team. Because they're they're running the ball, right? They're running the ball. Aaron Jones is an amazing player. He never misses a hole. You give him six inches of daylight, he's going to find it. And, you know, A.J. Dillon's a great compliment. You know, they're running the ball really well. The offensive line protected and ran the ball well. Aaron Aaron Rodgers is still trying to get deep shots down the field to Christian Watson, whoever. It's hit or miss. He's not getting a lot of them. They're at least trying it. they just – Aaron Jones in that running game gives them an identity. It keeps them on schedule. It keeps the defense off the field. He's he's just an amazing, amazing running back. Um, he he keeps them on schedule. And then defensively, like what Jair did last week mm. is what they should have done week one, you know, when they didn't cover Justin Jefferson. He played all his own. Like he, he he spoke out, I want the league's best. And, you know, sometimes players – they just want that challenge, Carl. Like, I don't care for his zone team. Give me, give me Justin Jefferson. That's their number one option. And they they had one catch for 15 yards. They couldn't get the ball to him. Mm-hmm. And it looked like everything kind of fell apart. And look, Detroit's got a lot of good receivers. I'm on Ross St. Brown, and they got a good passing game and all that. Um, this Packers defense has woken up like they're playing like Rasul Douglas on one side, and you know, the safeties are you know healthy. So I feel like they're playing the best football right now, and Aaron Rodgers knows it. He knows what his job is, and so I feel like all all the pieces are just slowly coming together.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting, Um, and just like with Brady, you're you're giving Aaron Rodgers a chance to be in the playoffs after all this adversity. It's a dangerous spot for anybody that may have to face them, but they got to get past the Lions first. Baldy, great job! You're calling the Miami game this weekend. You said right. Yes, right. All right, man. Looking forward to it. I yeah, mean uh, it, sh- it should right. be a should be a fun game. Jets, by the way, just for, for for you guys to know, past four games, twelve points, seventeen points, three points, six points. The Jets aren't scoring any points. Nothing. They That's can't, part they of can't their sustain,
1: problem. They can't sustain any offense. The offense line has like just collapsed. Um they've been you know, they've been cobbling guys together. They've just collapsed, and the quarterback play has just been awful. I mean, just awful. Uh, no matter who they've had in there over the last month, five weeks now. Uh, Mike White will get one more chance here to yeah. see if he can be brought back in whatever role. I mean, they they got to figure out that position. Zach Wilson, I don't think, will be a jet next year. Uh, I just don't believe that. So I think his time is come and gone. Uh, we'll see if Mike White can put together a game. We've seen it in the past. Uh, you know, if they can hold up long enough to be able to get the ball down the field to a couple of young, young, good young players. It's going
0: to be fun. Another weekend in the NFL, guys. We're back on Tuesday. We'll be recapping week 18 and then talking about what's coming up with the playoffs. Brian Baldinger, Carl Dukes, put him up in the huddle. Subscribe Tuesday, Thursdays. Thank you guys for being here. We'll talk to you soon. Brian, Brian, uh, have a good, good weekend, man.
1: All right. Happy New Year, Carl. Great. Great being with you. I'll talk to you next week. All right. Take care.